went into dental school, I had a mouthful of old mercury silver fillings, a mouthful of them. And uh, it, it always reminded me that I had done something wrong as a child. I didn't brush enough. I didn't floss enough. I ate too much candy. I sucked on sweet tarts too much. Whatever it was, it was in my mouth. And every time I opened up my mouth and looked inside, it reminded me of my childhood. When composites, when white fillings became such a big deal and they felt comfortable about putting them in back teeth, I sat down and had mine all removed. I'm going to tell you, I looked in the mirror and I just, I, it's like all my sins have been washed away. All Forgiven. my sins have been washed away. Reborn. I've been reborn. I get a chance to start over again, right? And starting over as an adult. Now I can, I'm brushing, I'm flossing, I'm maintaining my health, right? It was just life-changing for me. It's just life-changing. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Your Mouth Matters. And I have Dr. Rebecca Taylor in the house with Dr. Carol as well. Welcome, ladies. Hello, and how are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having us, Barry. Yeah, so excited to have you here. Today, we want to share your story. So for those who've been following along, Dr. Carol has been at Green City before, she was, you came in during when Dr. T was on maternity leave. That's correct. So a lot of our patients have had an opportunity to meet you and fall in love with you because you're amazing. Correct. But this is your new home now. Yeah. So in case you missed it, yeah. So you're, you have a new base and you guys yeah. are tag teaming mother and daughter yeah. superstars together. Yeah. Super cool. And on today's show, we want an opportunity to get into your story because okay. it's so powerful. It's, okay. It's so interesting. It's, you were, you were a dental pioneer. You're one of the first female dentists. And you, you started at a time when dental practice was very different than the, than the type of practice that we have today with holistic dentistry. So I want to get into those topics because okay. they're juicy and they're interesting. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's some cool details that yeah. I want you to leave out, all right? So okay. take us back, maybe the beginning. So just so you know, I'm not one of the first female dentists there. About 25% of my class were female. And we had dental labs where we would practice things. We practice taking impressions or practice, whatever we practice. And the instructors that were in that lab, some of them were very, very clear. Women, you had no place being here. You were taking up a spot that was designated for a man. You just shouldn't be here. The women that went to dental school, I think really had to just be a little strong to get through some of the stereotypes that were happening through school. And I, I won't get into some details, but there were some, in today's society we would consider it to be either sexual harassment or gross misconduct uh, yeah, gross misconduct or whatever and although the motto was cooperate to graduate cooperate to graduate wow that was our motto cooperate to graduate just get done so while i was in dental school i became very interested in the i went to university of southern california down in los angeles and they were very big on a mobile dental clinic. And as a matter of fact, they had the world's largest mobile dental clinic. And we would travel to outlying areas from out of school, and we would spend weekends treating children. And so we had a handful of dental students that would be committed to this. We'd even, we would even be sponsored by the Sunshine Rotary Club in San Diego to go into orphanages in Tijuana and do dentistry on those kids. It was a very, very rewarding thing for me. I just, it was just a passion of mine to be able to do something like that for the community. And they always had a student leader. They always, the students voted a student leader in. And I, I'm proud to say I was the very first female student leader of that mobile clinic. So You know, cool. today we wouldn't think anything of a woman, right? We don't think anything of a woman being a president of the United States. But back then in the 80s, that was a big deal. So 
Anyways, when I got out of dental school, I opened up my own practice. I opened up from scratch. And rather than, and at that time, people were wondering if women were smart enough to, to be dentists, smart enough to be doctors, <laughs> smart enough to be lawyers. You guys take this all for granted right now. But back then, that was the question, right? It was like a real legit question. People. It was a real legit, real legit question. And so I decided, and when I was in dental school, I was really good with my high anxiety patients. I was really good at it. And so I decided that rather than hide the fact that I was a female, rather than try to hide that or overlook that or whatever, I decided I'm going to put my face in the yellow pages in Seattle. I went up my practice in Seattle. My face is going in a big ad. Here's my face. And my tagline was dentistry with a tender touch. And I realized that there were a lot of high anxiety people out there that really wanted to go to someone that was an advocate for them. And I realized that women are like mother hens. That's who we are. We're just, we're nurturers. And so I built a very, very successful practice in Seattle on high anxiety people. That's what I did. I did high anxiety people. And when you say high anxiety, give me like, how, how would a person categorize? If, if I was trying to think, am I a high anxiety person? Like how would I yes, categorize no, myself? What would you say that? What are the characteristics of a high anxiety? Oh, like, just they can't sleep the night before a dental appointment. People get really nervous about uh, Oh, they about get nervous, dentist. butterflies okay. in their stomach. Yeah. They're just, they're anxious. They're sitting in the reception area and they're just anxious. Okay. Right? This is, you're describing my wife before she went in to get crowns this week. She was pacing back and forth. I feel like I'm getting sick. I yeah. think I might have, I'm going to take a COVID test. I might, I might be getting COVID. Avoidance behaviors, I would was, say. Yeah. Patients are like, I haven't done that because I just, I just, I just don't want to. <laughs> and it made her really nervous. Yeah. So you get really nervous, yeah. super stressed yeah. out, can't sleep that you have maybe, well, I'm not going to say it's irrational, but a higher level than maybe what we would consider to be the situation called for feelings of anxiety or worry. So yeah. you're freaking out. Yeah. That's, that's high right. anxiety. It would be like people that need treatment, but they don't want to get it done because they're afraid to go to the dentist and have it actually it, done. It seems like that's more prevalent than just, say, it's super common going to get your annual physical exam done. It's like absolutely the, the, the for some for a lot of people, there's a lot of anxiety with the dental with their dental work. Maybe there's, that's from childhood experiences, yeah, painful oh. drilling. Oh, you you don't get numbed enough in, in a yes. treatment that you had once, and so now every time you're just afraid that twinge is gonna get you. Yeah, I mean it's crazy to me how in dentistry, like we. We're literally cutting parts of bodies out and people are awake. If you if you went to a medical doctor, you went yes. to a medical doctor and had any surgical procedure done, nobody questions you going under for that procedure, right? That's just yeah. that's that's standard of care. But in dentistry, that's not true. The insurance companies don't cover for that high anxiety. They they just don't help the patient. And I talked about this in a previous podcast with cosmetic dentistry that you have to slow down to get great results. The key to dealing with high anxiety people is you can't be in a hurry. You have to slow down and take them for where they're at in that moment. And and I have found that once you build that trust, when you you get to slow down, you 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 slow you slow down so that you can speed up later. Because what I found is if I could take time on that initial appointment and really slow down and really walk them through what we're doing and how we do it and how I operate and the anxiety and whatever, when they come back the next day, I'm going to tell you, it's a completely different human being. Yeah. It's a completely different human being. 
And I, I just, I just feel really comfortable. I like working on, like Rebecca likes work, Dr. Taylor likes working on children with facial development, whatever. I love working on high anxiety people because I am part of changing their lives. And that makes me feel good inside that I can help change someone's life by making them healthier through their dentistry, make, giving them a better smile or whatever it is. It feeds my soul. You, you've talked about before and again, sometimes um, whether a person has listened to a, a, another podcast or not, they might miss some of these details. But one of the things that you've talked about is your passion for art and your own personal transformation and your own personal journey with, with, your, with your teeth and with their form and their function. Why don't you tell that story again? Just with, yeah, with let's not go back to who I am, right? Yeah. yeah. So when I went into dental school, I had a mouthful of old mercury silver fillings, a mouthful of them. And uh, it, it always reminded me that I had done something wrong as a child. I didn't brush enough. I didn't floss enough. I ate too much candy. I sucked on sweet tarts too much. Whatever it was, it was in my mouth. And every time I opened up my mouth and looked inside, it reminded me of my childhood. When composites, when white fillings became such a big deal and they felt comfortable about putting them in back teeth, I sat down and had mine all removed. I'm going to tell you, I looked in the mirror and I just, I, it's like all my sins have been washed away. <laughs> all forgiven. my sins have been washed away. Reborn. I've been reborn. I get a chance to start over again, right? And starting over as an adult. Now I can, I'm brushing, I'm flossing, I'm maintaining my health, right? It was just life-changing for me. It's just life-changing. And then another thing is that I ended up going in braces in dental school because I had some, I'm genetically missing a tooth and I had some things that needed to be done. I went through braces and I got out of dental school. Braces were done. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, you know what? That's not what I'm looking for. I went in braces again, twice. I went in braces again to try to get a better looking smile. At the end of my second set of braces, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, it's still not what I am looking for, but I didn't know what the missing key was. And I had someone say to me, you love cosmetic dentistry. You have to go down to Las Vegas Institute for Advanced Dental Studies to learn the cosmetics. There's some new porcelains coming out and you, you need to stay on top of that. So I headed down to Las Vegas and I went to these cosmetic classes and that's when I started learning about neuromuscular dentistry and TMJ because you can't do big cases. You can't do big cosmetic cases without understanding the TMJ, the joints, right? And the function. The function. Yeah. And it was at LVI, we short for LVI. It was at LVI that I discovered that the whole thing that was missing for me was my vertical dimension. My, the height of my teeth was too short. When I smiled and I looked in a, when I smiled for a camera and I looked at a picture, you couldn't see my teeth. It was as if I didn't have teeth. I had a whole complement of teeth. But for some reason, the way the camera lit on my mouth and whatever, you couldn't see them. They're tucked too far back and they're too short. And that's really, that's also just from the braces and the orthodontics. Because nowadays, if you work backwards and you figure out the cosmetics first and the vertical dimension first, and then you tell the orthodontist, hey, orthodontist, I want my teeth to be here in this position. Now they will do that for you. Not every orthodontist. I do that. But but it's also just, it talks, that gets into even our old school kind of orthodontic treatment, which is just obsessed with just straightening teeth instead of looking at the jaw joints and the posture and the length of the teeth and the cosmetics. 
the whole picture, the whole really picture. the complete picture. It's complete a whole picture. picture. Yeah. And so it's so, too so bad. I, a lot so of people I, have gone through braces multiple, multiple times and they still don't have proper function. They have headaches, yeah. they have posture issues, whatever. Yeah. So my, so anyways, I went through and decided I'm going to lengthen my teeth, right? Now, LVI, they're big on a neuromuscular dentistry, which is to ask the muscles around the joint, if you were king of the mountain, if muscles, you were king of the mountain, where would you hold the jaw? Where would the jaw sit if you were king of the, mo- of the mountain and we decided to let you dictate where the jaw sat? And so I ended up having my mouth treated, full mouth, lengthened all my teeth from a neuromuscular standpoint. And, and, at, and during my class, they're saying that when you do that, when you get the TMJ in the right position, you'll notice that your posture gets better. I didn't do it for posture. I did it for cosmetics. But I will tell you, I've had horrible posture. My entire life, I've had horrible posture. And I really thought that posture was just because I didn't stand up straight when I was growing up. I'm slouched over or whatever, whatever. It's nothing about my skeletal structure. It's all about me. It was my, it's my fault, right? It's my fault. What you lack. It was interesting. So about a year after I had my full mouth reconstruction, like I said, I did for cosmetics. I'm walking down a street and there's a dentist. We're heading towards a a convention. And I was talking to him about my porcelain and whatever. I'm opening up my bite. And I said, and another reason to do this stuff is for posture. He says, you've got great posture. I just about dropped dead. I've never heard that before. Never heard that before, right? And he was absolutely right. A year later, as my back just felt so much better. It's incredible how it's all connected. So much better. It is. It's really, really connected. And now we know even more than we knew when I had my case done. I had full mouth reconstruction done 20 years ago. I still got the same stuff in my mouth right now. We know so much more now with what Dr. Taylor is doing, which is the expansion, the, all that, that stuff. Had we known that then, I would have done that first. And then I would have had the porcelain done second. Yeah, the good news is, as great, as great as the results were for you, the good news is today they can be even better. Yeah. Because our tech has changed and our knowledge has changed, our expertise has deepened, right? right? Our procedures and, and our treatment, our tech, all that stuff's better. So today you're in an even better position if you're a person who says, wow, this is really, this sounds incredible. It's something I really want to get done. Be excited because if you found us, you can get it done in a way that's going to be transformational for you. Yeah. Now, now, Dr. Taylor was bringing up, just mentioning in this kind of whole topic of, around how things have changed in the last 20 years. Why don't you talk us through briefly, starting off being a, in that kind of conventional, traditional dentistry, and then some of the key realizations, ahas, perspective shifts, changes that happened to you as you to get you to a, a spot today where you'd say, I'm a holistic dentist. Yeah. I, when I got out of dental school, I, I met with a a holistic dentist. I actually met with a couple of them and because they're always looking for someone to help teach, right? And what happened is, I actually went, go back a little bit. When I was in dental school, there was a sheep study that was done out of Canada. And what they did is they took a pregnant ewe and they put a bunch of silver fillings in her mouth. They did the mercury silver fillings, they put that in her mouth. And then they sacrificed her and looked at her babies, her, her, the fetus, right? And they found mercury in those fetus. That sparked an entire question about how safe those silver mercury fillings were. And the American Dental Association and your Washington State Dental Association were very, very clear that 
if they if if they made it very clear that as a dentist, if I went in and told you as a patient that you've got mercury in your head and that's impacting your overall health, you could have your license taken away. And I have a lot of respect for these holistic dentists years ago that just planted their feet in the ground and said, it is what it is. I'm going to fight the establishment. And some of them lost their licenses, right? They lost their licenses on neuromuscular dentistry. They lost their licenses on this stuff. Here I am. I'm a new dentist coming out. I've got student loan debt, right? I've got student loan debt. And I'm like, I don't feel strong enough to take on the establishment. So for me, there are other reasons to take mercury fillings out. There's other reasons to take them out. And so my whole practice focused on those other reasons. So I ended up doing the same, got the same effect, but I didn't say it in the way that would flag the American Dental Association or Washington State Dental Association. So when Dr. Taylor got out of school, she started talking about mercury. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't talk Be about careful. this stuff. Don't do that. I was nervous for her because she's a new dentist, student loan debt as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just worried about her future. And she said, mom, don't even worry about it. We can talk about that now. I'm like, oh my gosh, wonderful, wonderful that we can talk well, about yeah, that. Yeah. In the beginning, she's, you don't, don't do that. And I was like, I can't not. And then I'm like, you need to come to this conference with me so that you can hear where we are in all of this and the science and, and listen to other doctors that are doing this and, and just get an update. I had gone to the IOMT and learned about like how to remove mercury safely so that it does not, it doesn't impact your own health, right? As a practitioner, we're drilling mercury fillings all day long. We're breathing in all of that mercury vapor. Does that affect our health long-term? The IOMT would say definitely, it definitely does. And so if you look at how we remove the mercury fillings, there are, there are definitely ways to do it in a more safe way that protect the patient and protect the practitioner. Those weren't things that she was doing in her practice. She wasn't doing like the gas mask and the air filtration and, and the whole smart protocol that the IOMT has basically developed. And that's really because it's also just like a newer type it's new. of, yeah. it's a newer it's a type new thing. of thing, yeah. right? That we now have research to back it up. So, so when I was showing her like, oh, I'm going to be wearing this gas mask to remove mercury, I she thought I was crazy. She thought I was crazy. And just like, she's got three of them in her old office right now, right? I, I was like, all right, you don't believe me. Let's go to this conference. So I dragged her to this conference. And I think you had a similar reaction as to I had at that conference. I sat in that class and I went, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been doing it wrong. I need to do it differently. What, what are we doing? What are we doing with our health? What are we doing with these patients? What I loved about the IAOMT or the holistic communities, I love the fact that they're looking at the whole body. You got to remember the medical profession is just now really starting to understand the link that the mouth plays with overall body health, right? That years ago, I have a brother-in-law who's an OBGYN and we were talking about how pregnancy, how gum disease affects pregnancy and pregnancy outcomes. And he, he sat there and disputed that. He just, he was adamant about it. They're not connected. They're not connected. Guess what he's talking about now? They are connected because the medical field has done enough research now that they're recognizing that, that link. But that's what I love about the holistic concept. And that's what I love about working at Green City Dental because Dr. Taylor and Dr. Perez 
all the hygienists, they're so invested in this holistic con uh, concept and they practice what they preach. And I, and I love that. And I marched off to take the advanced courses that Dr. Taylor did through the IAOMT, all the safe mercury removal. We, 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 I learned about naturopathic medicine, homeopathic, just all kinds of variety of different things. And I really, really loved my, my time there. I just really loved that. And so I'm anxious. I'm really looking forward to working with, coming into a team that already gets it. I don't have to set it up. It's already done for you me. You don't have and to sell I it to your staff that. or the team. It's like you're coming into a place where they look at every patient from a holistic perspective, right. whole body perspective, and have all, all kinds of tools right. and therapies and techniques to really understand right. what's going on with this particular individual, this beautiful human being yeah. who's here. How do we help them in the absolute best possible way and come up with an outcome that far exceeds their expectation? of what they would get in a regular dental office. And that's the cool magic that we get to do and the unique mission that we're on. And it's just awesome to have you with your expertise and your particular perspective on the team. So I know everybody's really psyched and I know our patients are really psyched. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. I can already tell you're gonna be regular on the show, so we're gonna get you back because I know we have a lot of different <laughs> topics that we've already brainstormed on that we wanna go deep on. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. Thanks for being a pioneer. And we will see you on the next episode.